Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. I am pleased to announce that we have Tremaine Williams on the show. He is fighting in Super Bantamweight, Junior Featherweight. He's going to explain this to, to me and to you guys because it's very confusing in a lot of ways. But, uh, Tremaine, how you doing, man? I'm fine. How, uh, how, uh, what about yourself? I'm doing well, man. I do appreciate you for being on the show, man. So explain. Let's just go right off the bat, man. You got to tell me. Super Bantamweight, Junior Featherweight, same same weight, right? I mean, yeah, same weight, that? different name. Yeah, same weight, different name. Uh, 118 is what you call Bantamweight. One tw- and 126 is what you call a Featherweight. 122 is in between 18 and 26. So I'm actually a Super Bantam. Which is above a weight class above Benham, mm-hmm. and then my junior feather, which is a weight class under feather. It's a it's a big ball of confusion, right? <laughs> yeah. So a, once once you get it, it is easy. Okay, fair enough. All right, so boxing has been your life. I mean, nineteen and zero tells me that you know a little something about what you're doing in the ring, right? I mean, that you got it down to a science now. To a degree, um, almost ninety percent of my life has been in the ring. 90%. Uh, my, wow. That's my life. Yeah. So I've been doing this about 18 years. So this is kind of like all I, not all I know for this is the end all be all, but this is, this is my life. This is all I know. Okay. So night, when you have 19 fights, you get 19 wins. Do you go back and go, you know what? I, I don't know. I don't really remember what happened in the eighth one. Or you remember every round that you've, you've fought. Yes. I remember every round, every moment, every second. Um, I actually know who's in the crowd. I can see who's. I can, and depending on whose voice it is, I can hear people speaking. Uh, I'm, I'm aware. I'm very alert and tuned when I'm in the ring. I feel like whenever you watch boxing, you see okay, their coach is telling them something. Their coach is talking to him. But in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, yeah, he probably can hear it, but he's not really caring until he gets to you know his side. But mm-hmm. um, in his corner of the ring, that's not the case here, right? You hear everything. Hey. I, you, this is what the game plan is, and they're sticking to it. You you, you got to hear everything because you're not just fighting the fighter. You're fighting the crowd. You're mm. fighting the judges. You're fighting the ref. You're fighting his coach, his team. So so you have to hear everything. You, do, you don't want to zone out, and then the crowd is on his side, and then he does something, and then he sways the judges to make them think that he's actually doing something that he's actually not because the crowd is more involved with him. So wow. you got to hear everything. So it's I mean so when I'm watching WWE and it's all about the crowd I mean there's a slight degree of that in boxing as a not 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 with the skill or anything like that but I mean to be able to get people and com- basically convince them that you're doing better than the other guy 
Yeah, that, then you also got to convince them, and you got to have so much control that even when you're not in control, you, you're in control. You make it seem like you're in control. So you have to, it's, it's deeper than just boxing, just punch me, I punch you. Right. <laughs> it's deeper it's deeper than that. And wow. then if I am if I go to your hometown, where are you from? I'm from New Mexico, so I'd be in Carlsbad. So, so if, if, if I went to New Mexico and I was fighting, uh, the crowd would be on your side. So the key that I wanted to keep opponent that the key opponent that I want to make is I want to have the crowd as quiet as possible mm. because that means I'm doing my job because I'm coming to your backyard. Fair. If the crowd is if the crowd is in the fight and they're cheering, more than likely you're winning or sure. the judges are on your side. Wow. Okay. This is eye opening to me. So you're telling me. That boxing, for this reason alone, boxing is possibly one of the more unique sports as far as judgment goes. Yes. Wow. Yes. And then you also got to understand, and this is another insider I'm about to tell you, it's three judges. So they're not, it's not four judges placed around the ring. Mm. It's three. So you got to have, you got to know what's, how to face your back toward a certain spot so all judges can get the best angle of the fight. You kind of don't want your back to a judge that much, so you kind of like need to move around, and you have to you have to know the judges as well, so they don't see your back and they see all the shots. Wow! So you have to position yourself and manipulate your fight. In oh my, that 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 is mind blowing to me. That's that's amazing. So thank you for that insight. Actually, yeah, definitely anytime. Okay. So in order to be successful, to get, I mean, your nickname is the Mighty Midget, right? So you pride yourself in power but also the fact that maybe you felt at one point you were undersized this doesn't because this isn't a problem anymore right or anything, nah, you know. it kind of it kind of added to uh the 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 unique mantra of the midget so okay. the mighty the mighty kind of the contrast the midget you signed with rock nation and can you tell can you tell me a story about that i mean i just want to hear Kind of how that even came to fruition, fruition. Sorry, and you know what came with it. Who you met? You know some things that came as perks. Um, I I, I was a free agent in 2015, and I had a fight in my home state of Connecticut. I fought in Danbury, uh, and actually, a guy from Rock Nation, one of their fighters, was fighting on a car, and the guy from Rock Nation seen me fight and said, "We well, gotta have." So we gotta have. We'll do anything to get him, and it was it was the rest of his history, and um, it was it's unique because they don't just do boxing. It's, it's a wide array of things that they do, and <clears throat> that they could tag you tag you in, or tap you into certain things. Okay, so you got networking connections now because of this signed contract that you have with them. Yes, and and not only networking, I got uh uh. I had a real relationship with a, with a bunch of guys. Oh, that's really cool. So we became actual friends, and we actually hit each other up on a regular and see how we're doing and things of that nature. So you might be telling me right now that had you have signed a little earlier, you might have been on Uncle Drew with Kyrie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. And I can play ball, too. You don't okay. Uh-huh. So tell me about Kyrie. I mean, you told me before we even got on the podcast that one of the cool perks about Rock Nation that is that you got to meet Kyrie, very uh, prominent basketball athlete. Um, did he tell you about the Earth being flat or anything like that when he saw him? Nah, I didn't want to ask him about the flat Earth theory. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that you can fly one way 
and then end up in the same spot if you keep going in one direction. Right. So it can't be a flat earth. But, <laughs> nah, we didn't speak at all. He uh, he just uh, shook my hand, and he's actually bigger than you actually think. Really? Yeah, he, he's tall. And I, I kind of, like, when I was playing ball in uh, high school, I was like, I probably could do I probably could go to the league. You know, you never know. But when I seen him, I said, nah, there's no way. I can't do nothing with him. <laughs> You're like, if that's small in basketball, then yeah, I don't know. Like, nothing I can do. I can't. It's, it's over. Yeah. Okay. So your fight is, uh, and it's a big fight. You got a fight on August 1st. It moved from July 25th. Um, I feel like a lot of people just see that and go, okay, cool. Like it just got moved back a little bit. What does that actually do to a boxer? Does that change everything in training or does that just say, you know what? Okay. We got another week to prepare. Nah, it, it, it changes up a little bit because you got to take your foot off the gas because like anything in life, you have a peak period. So you don't want to peak too fast or too slow. Mm. You want to peak. You got like a wind, a week window of like peak and that's almost fight week. So I gotta. Uh, sometimes you gotta take your foot off the gas a little bit so you can hit, so you can peak at the right moment. All right, and that does everything, right? Is it with diet, with training, with resting, and all that stuff? I mean, it, you have yes. a plan. Yes, it's 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 a strategic plan for every fight, especially when it comes down to making weight and watch what you eat. What does this next fight mean to you? Uh. One more, one step closer. Okay, all right. So, what does okay? So we've got nineteen and O and O. So you've never mm-hmm. even tied. You just went out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would number twenty mean to you? I mean, how do you? What What do you expect to do? Say that you win fight number twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you celebrate that? Uh, just getting back in the gym and knowing that uh. My shot shall cut is soon to come. Maybe the fight after this one, because you gotta understand, I didn't fight in a year. It's been I had a year layoff, kind of, um, d- due to the COVID thing as well. Um, right. So I've been out a year, but it's not the first year layoff I had. I had two year layoffs before this. Um, sometimes you just get to the point where you, you might need a layoff. I've been doing this eighteen years, so do the math as far as the punches I've accumulated. And punches I've given, uh, the wear and tear on my body. So sometimes a, a break may be good. Right. Okay. I mean, you have to take punches all the time, not just in the ring whenever you fight for an actual yeah, something I, that means. I, yeah, but I, I don't actually get hit that much. Okay. Like, I, there's fights I went and didn't get hit at all. Really? Like, I, I, yeah, I had numerous fights where I didn't get hit once. And that's you just take speed. More, yeah, um, speed, head movement, defense, IQ, um, and there's there's you take more punishment in sparring and training than you do in the actual fight mm. because you be so prepared, like you barely get with well, me, you barely get hit by things, and then you got to know how to use your hands to block your, your your head movement, your defense. Sometimes your offense could be a defense, so it's just a, a lot of things that you could do to negate what the other person trying to do. You are ranked multiple ranks in uh in different divisions or in different um sanction bodies there you go so you've got fifth in wbo 11th in the ibf and ninth in the wbc which one of those means the most and why uh i always wanted the wba belt that was my favorite belt. i like how the lions look on the belt Uh um but means the most of wbc means the most uh 
but I think I'll be fighting for the WBO before I'll fight for any other belt. What's it feel like to be like, okay, I am in the top 10 best in the whole world at what I do? I mean, it's got to feel good, of course, but, you know. I'm the best in my weight class. So to me, it's like I had a couple roadblocks. I had a, I stumbled a couple times. I made some mistakes and some bad decisions, but I learned from those things. But I'm the best in my division. So to me, and I've been hearing this and I've been knowing this since I was a little kid. So it's kind of like it's another day. It's like another chip on your shoulder to just build to what's what your mentality is for your next fight. Yeah, to a degree, but maybe I had to go through a, a couple things to show people how real I actually really am. Uh huh. How long did it take you to develop and uh, be able to really take a punch? Because I feel like that's not something you just wake up one day and you're like, you know what, I want to box, and you somebody punches you, and you're fine. You can't you, you can't lift weights with your jaw, <laughs> so it just has to be uh, it got to be in you to take a shot. And you, the the key is to take less punishment as possible. But you're going to get hit. This is the sport. Yeah. I don't mind getting hit, but I'm not going to give any free shots. You um, can't lift weights. Nice. I like that. Yeah, and then um, having a chin is not something that you can actually work on. I mean, you could chew gum. You could bite a towel. You could do things of that nature. But it's still getting knocked down is your brain hitting your skull. It's not about your jaw. It's not about any other stuff. So I think it's something you're born with. You got to, some people just have to be hydrated and born with more fluid in their brain than others. So I don't know. That one is hard. But <clears throat> I've never been dropped as a professional or amateur in a fight. Um, never been knocked out. Never been knocked down by a body shot. So it's something you're born with. It's not you can get ready for. You cannot get prepared to, to get hit for a shot. And actually, it's kind of weird when I say prepared to get hit with a shot mm -hmm. because it's the shots that you see that don't hurt you. It's the ones you don't see that knock you out and knock you down. Mm, okay. Um, if, if I mean, obviously, you have to have a lot of stamina to be in that ring. I mean, it takes a lot out of you, a full fight, of course. If you go on a run right now and say you want to go for distance, get some, you know, for uh, – to be able to have the ability to stay in the ring longer and things like, how long do you think you could go for a run right now? Right now, um, I run based on my body how I feel. One day I might feel like one mile, one mile. One day I might feel like five miles, three miles. I, I gauge off my body. I don't just do five, five, five and set it. I just, I just react with my body. Train, train smarter, not harder. Who has had the most impact on you in your sport? Um, First off, as a professional, watching somebody and going, I want to do that. And then also, you know, somebody coaching you, helping you. Uh, Pernell Whitaker as a fighter and then my coach, Brian Clark, that's raised me and taught me 90% of things I know about life and about boxing. Okay, awesome. So when, okay, so we know that in sports, trash talk is something that just comes with it. Basketball, football, baseball, I mean, hockey. Boxing, I can imagine, might be one of the top trash-talking sports in the world, right? So what kind of trash talk is too far, or is there just no limits in this sport? Uh, you said how far is it? How yeah. Far you can go? What trash talk is too far, if, if any at all? Kids, uh, dead people, um, uh, family to a degree, uh, and that's about it. Other okay. than that, we're we're here to sell tickets. 
Right. Talk about me like a dog. I don't care. We're here to sell tickets. And I'm, I might talk about you like a dog, but I'm going to leave kids, family, and your dead relatives or dead people out of it. What that, is it? That's too far. What is it like to approach a fight? I mean, is that one of the things that really gets you hyped up is weigh-ins and things like that whenever you actually are not actually going to fight that day but know that it's coming really soon and, you know, you got to really maybe put some intimidation in there? Uh, Yes. It's something that you actually have to work on, something that you have to learn from, and it only comes with experience. You cannot learn this. One day you you will not get it in one fight. You have to do this as repetition, and you have to practice this, and you have to have an understanding that is you're you're going in there actually with the understanding of knowing that one shot could actually change your life or kill you. Yeah, right, absolutely. So you have to have a different type of mindset and understanding. Okay, so let's say you reach the pinnacle of your sport. You are number one and you want to continue to be at the top, would you be okay with the world knowing you as a villain, painting you as a villain, even if you're at the top? Because maybe you stay there long enough to become somebody that people root against. Um, well, it's almost like like you said, mentioned earlier, the WWE. Um, sometimes you got to be the villain at first to be loved. Sometimes you got to be loved and then become the villain. But uh, you ever heard uh, Jay-Z say, first they love you, then they hate you, mm-hmm. they love you again? So, I mean, I'll play the, the, the villain for a, a, a short stint. But then I'll – it's all about selling tickets. It's all about market and marketability and branding. So I'll play the villain role. Whether they, pay, whether, they pay, whether they pay to watch me lose or win, they're paying me. Right, exactly, exactly. All right, so in this in this awkward, not awkward time, but I'd say this odd time in our history, you know, masks are something that you see quite often. But before masks became the norm, did you ever use masks to train, altitude masks, things like that to make you? Yeah, yeah? I've used it sometimes. How is that? What is that like? Um, I actually rather go train in like Colorado or something rather than wearing a mask. The mask kind of like, like you could feel it, but I mean... All right, so you want to do whatever it takes to have a mental edge on someone. So um, if it gives you the mental edge of thinking that this can help you, I I, I recommend you do it. Okay. I've done that. I mean, it works to a degree, but I can't really tell. Any superstitions that you've that you've had that you have to like make sure and cover before you get into the ring? No, you don't want any superstitions. No, you don't want your, you don't want your mind and your brain playing tricks on you. You don't want to second guess anything. And superstition makes you second guess. You don't want to second guess because if you second guess, your opportunity went by. That's how fast boxing is. Right. You, you don't overthink. You don't not think. You got to find that balance between overthinking and not thinking and just thinking close. If you overthink, the shot or the opportunity, it went by you. If you don't think, you get caught with shots and you get hit. And he kind of is not just, it's not built for guys. It's not smart. Fair enough. All right. What unique talent uh, do you think maybe many people just don't even know about you that you could tell us today? Um, talent? Other talents? Yeah. Unique okay. talents, hidden talents, any talents. I go flip real good. I can, I could draw. <clears throat> um, I like throw, I love throwing parties and uh and fashion shows and things that I need. I like promoting. Okay, 
All right. Any parties that you held that maybe, um, you know, somebody big time came to? Not yet, but I know I got Rock Nation, uh, and they'll be able to send a couple guys. But they told me if I wanted to do it, I would have to roll out the red carpet. So Really? Yeah. So you got to spend some cash to make that happen. Yeah, but it's going to be worth it. Heck, yeah, that'd be awesome. Awesome. All right, so... Uh, Tremaine, we're going to get into what what we call rapid fire. It's a this or that. Um, just just quick questions about yourself, and um, and then we will uh, wrap this thing up. All right. Um, all right. So, if you had to pick, are you going with a movie or with uh, watching TV shows? Uh, movie. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Uh, Bronx Tale. Okay. Favorite restaurant. Uh. Moderns, a pizza. Okay, all right. And I actually have heard a lot about the pizza in Connecticut. Can you testify for how incredible that is? Yeah, and we, as far as like the last ten years, we've been the best in the country. Wow, I did. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. I know Paul uh, actually, Garino actually told my, me about it. Actually, my city, New Haven, is the actual city that keeps winning the. Uh, the the um, best pizza in the whole country, wow. my city. So you're telling us we got to go and try it. Yes, we have to. Who is your biggest fan? Uh, rest in peace, my grandmother was. Okay, all right. Uh, favorite pro sport to watch outside of boxing? Basketball. Okay. Uh, favorite team in basketball? Lakers. Lakers. I love it. I love it. Favorite item that you own right now? Item. Some gloves. You reach the championship. You win. You're the. You're the. Uh, you are the champion. What item do you go to buy to celebrate? Uh, I love cars and jewelry, but cars is one of the worst investments. So maybe I'll get me some jewelry, probably okay. some gold. Okay. Don't lose that. Right. Go up and down. So worst case scenario, I I sell it when the market's high. Fair enough. Uh, favorite hobby? Uh, probably playing basketball or just taking care of my house. Just mowing the lawn and, and wee wagons. Uh, it it sounds crazy, but it's just regular. That's one of my favorite things to do. Coolest fight venue you've been to? Uh, Mandalay Bay. Okay, sweet, nice. Um, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Um, favorite music to listen to before a fight? R&B. And favorite artist? Of all time? Of all time. Oh, that's hard. Oh, that's hard. Probably. I got an old soul, so my grandmother put me on to a lot of artists back in the day. So probably. Give, give me a, a handful of them then. How about that? All right, old school guy named Donnie Hathaway. Okay. I really used to like Usher, like Chris Brown, uh, Jay-Z, and Nas. <laughs> okay, very cool. I like it. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show. I got one last question for you. Uh, if you were to give advice to somebody that was just getting started in the boxing world, what advice would you give them You know, with the experiences you've had and uh, maybe a route that they could take. Are they? How old are they? As young as you were when you started. Uh, stay focused 
and be a leader. Awesome. And stay and, and stay away from people. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tremaine. I really appreciate you being on the show. I, I wish you the very best of luck on August 1st. We look forward to watching you get that dub. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Oh,